Hello and welcome to The Boss Podcast, episode 99. I am Kirk Bailey, bringing you another great talk from the Business of Software conferences. This week, learn how to prioritise your goals and achievements in all aspects of your life with Ruth Everhard. The Business of Software Podcast, sharing sessions from our conferences and discussions with software people that will make you think. Find out more at businessofsoftware.org. Ruth has a law degree from Oxford University, trained as a solicitor with one of the world's leading law firms practising in the city in hedge funds and private equity. She then went on to become a managing director of Dragon Mobility, the not-for-profit that gives to others the specialist power chairs which made it possible for her. In this talk from Europe in 2019, Ruth shares some of her experience growing up with a disability that has led her to think very hard about her own goals, values and priorities in comparison to the energy they expend to achieve. Happy listening. I'm here to talk about my career. I'm here to talk about how I achieved what I achieved. Um, and I, my, it, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Oxford, Oxford Law Degree, Clifford Chance trained. Some of you have heard of Clifford Chance. Um, uh, if you haven't, they have a big tower in Canary Wharf, and it's all theirs. Um, uh, so, yeah, played around with hedge funds, um, which is basically moving money. Um, but generally for good, actually. Generally to people who need the money to do the good things. I did a wind farm once. That was kind of cool. Um, uh, but you will notice that I can't lift my own arms or stand up. Um, and I've never been able to do those things. Um, and what I want to talk to you about today um, is the fact that in order to do what I've done in my career, uh, I have to create an illusion. The illusion is that everything's fine. Uh, I can do those things. I can get out of bed in the morning. It's fine. I can do that. Um, uh, and that is an illusion. The thing you need to remember when you're looking at me now is I look pretty damn capable. I'm not. I really can't do it. Physically, I really can't. Um, one of the key, one of the uh, uh, adjectives used to me most is strong, which puzzles me a little bit because I. I can't lift a heavy tea mug. Um, but yeah, strong. I appear strong. And how do I do it? I'm going to teach you. Um, I overcome all those things every day. And you're, you're sitting here going, oh, this is, an inspira- this is one of these inspirational things. Oh, she's disabled. And she's going to tell me how wonderful she is. And I'm going to, wait, I'm going to go away feeling inadequate. No. Right? I am not here to inspire you and make you feel like I'm better than you. I'm here to teach you how I do it. Um, Because I am handicapped in the golfing sense. Okay? (laughs) I have to work harder to do the same things that you do. If I were magically not disabled tomorrow morning, I would blow you all out of the water. (laughs) Except that 
We're not here to talk about equality. That's not fair. It's just not fair. Um, and we can talk about equality till we're blue in the face. We can talk about how we ought to improve society and make it better so that people have more opportunities to achieve more, even though they're at a disadvantage. Fine. Great. Does anyone really believe they're going to see that completely in their lifetime? I'm here to talk about competition. I'm here to talk about how to achieve what you want to achieve using the skills that I've learned because I have to so that you can compete. I'm basically teaching you how to beat me. Right? So, yeah, we're talking about, we're not talking about fixing society. Someone else can do that. I'm here to talk about professionally how can you compete. We're talking about your own skills. Right. Has anyone heard of spoon theory? Yay! Okay, a few. Right. Spoon theory, I'm going to explain spoon theory, and I'm going to tell you that it's flawed and limited. Christine Miserandino, great name, uh, explained to her friend, she has chronic fatigue syndrome, and she was explaining to her friend uh, how it feels to have chronic fatigue syndrome and why it is difficult just to do things when you are struggling with a, a condition like that. And because they were in a cafe, she used spoons, and that's why it's spoon theory. Anyway, so she said, right, here you have so many spoons. It takes you a spoon to have a shower, and it takes you a spoon to make breakfast, and it takes you a spoon to get dressed, and on a day when you only had three spoons, that's it. And her theory, spoon theory, which she wrote an essay about, is that um, when you have a condition which limits your energy, you are limited. Um, that's true. Absolutely true. But the theory is limited because it assumes that people who don't have those conditions have infinite spoons. We don't. Nobody does. Nobody has infinite spoons. People who call themselves spoonies uh, are in spoon deficit. Um, uh, but it's a scale, and we all have a number of spoons. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about spoons now because I actually... It bothers me. Anyway... Um, <laughs> But we all do this with economics. We all do this with, with money, don't we? If you have an amount of money and you spend the money on the stuff that you want and there are things that you value and there are things that you don't. We're getting a bathroom fitted at the moment and some of the tiles that you can buy to put in your bathroom cost the value of my first car. I mean, it is, it's insane. Um, I don't value... I'm sorry, maybe some people really like their tiles. I don't value tiles in the bathroom, in the bathroom, for God's sake, um, enough to spend that much of our money on tiles. We're going to buy cheaper tiles. Okay? We will get by with the slightly cheaper tiles. They'll be fine. We do it with money. Now let's think about the biggest resource we have, our time and our energy. Our effort. What do we put effort into? We all have a limit to our effort. Some people have conditions that means that there are days when they have less effort and more effort. 
available to them, and some people have a pretty even keel. Well, that's true of people with money as well, isn't it? There are people who are a bit boom and bust. Uh, some, some of us who are self-employed are a bit boom and bust. There are days when we can splash out and days when we really can't. So you need to think about your effort. What is important? Well, sorry, what, what do you have available to spend uh, and where are you going to spend that? And some of that will be, do I clean the house? That's effort, just as much as do I write that report or do I go out for dinner with friends? Um, my, uh, when, I, when I first started working around this subject, um, it was when I was working in the city. And I was a trainee lawyer. I was a trainee city lawyer. And all my colleagues went, yay, we're going out to a club. Come out. I had been in the office since 7 o'clock in the morning. I'd pulled in all night of the night before. Um, I hadn't seen my living room for three days um, because I'd gone in through the door and to bed. I'd briefly seen the kitchen and established that the fridge contained a bottle of champagne and half a block of cheese. Um, well, such a cliche. I'm sorry, it's such a cliche. Um, and everyone went, yay, we're going to a club. It's going to be great. I didn't really know the people. I didn't really like the people. I don't really like clubbing, but I felt like I ought to. I felt like I ought to expend that effort on doing that because people expected me to. And the moment I realised that I couldn't do that, and yes, it's to do with my disability, I realised that if I did that, I couldn't go home to see my parents at the weekend and visit my friends in Cambridge. And that's when I realised that it's an exchange. So let's think about the experiences we want. Well, one big experience is receiving money. I like receiving money. I like to eat and have somewhere to live, um, you know, put petrol in the car. Um, so one of the things, one of the experiences we need to have is to um, do our job to receive money. That's, well, that needs counting in the experiences. Other experiences, people talk about work-life balance. Um, James Stephanie mentioned work-life balance. I'm really bad at it too. Um, but there are things which are important to us. So think about what is important. Is it important to go out? There's a, there's a stage in everybody's life when it's important to go out and meet lots of exciting new people. And it's very thrilling, and you meet new, lots of new people, and uh, some of them become closer than others. Um, and then there are other times when actually, no, those, you don't want new people. You want the people you love. You want to spend time with the people you love. Dinner with friends is more important than going clubbing. Um, seeing your parents is more important than uh, going to the pub. Um, so you need to think about those experiences. Other experiences, I mentioned it, having a clean house. That's an experience. Having a dirty house is an experience too. Um, they cost different amounts of effort. So think about what you're expending your effort on what the experience is you're getting back. Um, find a way, different people have different ways of doing this, because it's not like money, it, doesn't, it isn't a number in your bank account, you can't count it. But find a way of, of analysing and measuring your effort that's available and see if you can find a way, think about how you spend and how you save on your effort balance. Um, 
Right, I'm going to finish with two things. One, beware of the word just. Just means my effort experience ratio on this and your effort experience ratio on this are very different. I just need some late requirement, have some late requirement changes. <laughs> it, I just want it in Java. <laughs> you can do that, right? Because it doesn't actually matter to them. It doesn't cost them very much. Um, so beware of the word just. Beware of it when someone says it to you. Catch yourself if you say it to somebody else. Are you being unfair on them? Are you, are you demanding from their effort to solve your problem? And the other, thing, the other point I want to make, and I'm going to finish on this, I'm actually going to finish within time, which is unheard of. Um, think about kindness. Think about what you judge as kindness. Kindness tends to be, and kindness and generosity, tends to be judged by the recipient's effort-experience ratio. So if it would have cost them a lot of effort, they will see you as very generous. That's a good way of being generous. You can win people's affection, if you like. You can win people, you can, but you can be kind to people by doing things which don't cost you very much effort, but which would have cost them a lot of effort. Um, so by being generous in your effort, in a small amount of effort, you can make them feel like you've made a massive contribution to them. And it's the same. It's like money. If it costs you very little, but it would have cost them a great deal, then you can be incredibly generous with remarkably little expenditure. Um, and so that is the effort experience ratio in 15 minutes. If you enjoyed this talk from Europe 2019, why not join us in Europe in 2022 when we return to Cambridge, UK on the 4th to 5th of April for in-person conferencing? Bump elbows with some of the top thinkers and doers of the SaaS scene and learn to grow and strengthen your company with Business of Software. Head to businessofsoftware.org to find out more and book your ticket. Thanks for listening to the Business of Software podcast. For more information, go to businessofsoftware.org.